Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 15 I saw in heaven another great and marvellous sign. Seven angels with the seven last plagues. Last, because with them God's wrath is completed. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire. And standing beside the sea, those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name. They held harps given them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. Great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After this I looked, and I saw in heaven the temple, that is, the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues. They were dressed in clean, shining linen, and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. It has shocked me how much worship has gone on in Revelation. I knew the big passages like Revelation 4 and Revelation 19 were replete with crown-casting kings, but I hadn't realised that the praise craze soaked into every corner of this book. Most shocking, perhaps, is the fact that worship seems to lap right up and over all the most awkward bits about bowls of wrath and sharp sickle-swinging angels. To me, it feels a little hard to read about trampling the winepress until blood flowed out, and then to say, great and marvellous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. But then again, I'm probably not on the right side of this view. I don't yet have the perspective as one who's been victorious over the beast. I've not yet been given a harp, my my God. Revelation isn't God explaining himself to us for us to find him more palatable. It isn't even about God making himself more understandable to us. It's about him showing us he's great, he's good, he's got Satan licked, he does everything well and must be trusted until the end. Understanding this means we get more out of the book of Revelation than if we approach it like a chronology of the future. Then we might act like guests at a foreign language wedding, trying to best guess where we are in the order of service based on what seems to be happening in front of us. Then our eyes would be on something other than the Lamb, Instead, Revelation embeds advert breaks of worship into multi-layered visions of angels and trumpets and woes and wonders. Revelation shows the cosmic crashing together of heaven and earth and how the Alpha and Omega stand serene, secure and sovereign over it all. Revelation dares us to be destabilised and still declare, Who will not fear you, Lord? Revelation gives us a verbal volley akin to smoke and glory filling our minds and urges us to admit, you are the king of nations, just just and true are your ways. Will you follow Revelation where it's trying to take you? Will you follow Revelation to worship, even 
if revelation leaves you slightly paralysed by it all, a bit like God's servants have often been before. Here's a question for reflection. Is worship the constant advert break in your life? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.